It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to the New European Podcast. My name is Richard Porritt and I'm joined by Steve Anglesey. Hello, Snowflakes. How are you, Steve? I'm very well. Um, I'm we very were... well. I've had a, I've had a, have you had a good week? It's, well, this is our first podcast in the brave new world, isn't it? Post-Brexit. How have you been distracting yourself? I went to an adult panther. Did I mention that on the podcast? I think you did mention it, yeah. That it was... had a very rude name, didn't it? It did have a very rude name and it was brilliant. Very, very, very good times were had by all. Good. We then sort of merrily wobbled back to um, to the flat and put the TV on. Yes. And saw a lot of Wally's waving Union Jacks. Ah, uh, yeah, well, we can come to that in a minute, can't Great, we? we will. Well, we will do the news because, of course, we People know... People come for the news. People avoid going, the news and, and come straight to us for it, so thank you for that. I was going to say, I've, been, I've had my spirits lifted by... Have you? By art, I think this Have week. Have you? Because I've been watching the. I've watched two really great films that people said would be great and turned out to be great. Good, uh, good. Was one the Joker? One was Uncut Gems, <laughs> and the other one was Parasite. What's Parasite about? It's a. It's about a family in South Korea mm. who a poor family who. Uh, gradually worm into the lives and affections of a extremely rich family. Oh. Uh, it is. It's really, really very good. Is it a sort of, sort of psychological thriller? It's a psychological thriller. And is it available on? It's available in cinemas now. Oh, in cinemas. It's and is it is it a foreign language film? It is. You have to you have to be able to, to read, read subtitles. Okay. Yeah, I don't it's, mind it that. It's tremendous. Really good. Okay, so we uh, so we did get pulled been, up on our film reviews the other week, didn't we? Right. <laughs> we? And I've care. also been watching the um, reruns of, of This Life. Oh, well... Which is making me feel nostalgic, but also making me feel good, because... Let's just... Just hold that thought, right? Hold that thought. Because after the news, we're going to do Brexit of the Week. We are. Uh, What I would like to say is, in in times of great anxiety and stress for a nation, you often get great art. Yeah. So, fingers crossed for some great post-Brexit art. Absolutely. But this life was a massive part of my life in the 1990s. And did you like it as well first time round? Well, I, I loved it. Yeah, it's brilliant. I thought it was. I thought it was great. My least favourite character, of egg. course, was Egg. Yeah, um, Andrew Lincoln, because he was a whiner, mm. not interesting. He invented snowflakes, I and think. he and he supported Manchester United. He and, did. I've, and I've watched this 
with, with glee, imagining <laughs> how much more miserable Egg will be now. Very middle-aged, Now Manchester United egg. are absolutely rubbish. He's de- it, now, well, actually, we do know what happened to Egg next, don't we? He wrote that because there was the very bad oh, yes, This was. Life did he write? A, did he write a book about... He wrote a book about his mates. Right, OK. And they were all a bit annoyed about it. Was it called it. That's Life? And, <laughs> yeah, Esther Ransom. Uh, yeah. That was great TV as well. Yeah. A dog counting the... Counting to ten. Millie came in with a vegetable shaped yeah. like a penis. <laughs> yeah. um, this life was good though. And it was yeah. it was this life, I thought that when I moved to London that is what it yeah. was gonna be. I thought there was gonna it be wasn't. lots of sort of drinking, bit of bit of soft drug use yeah. in a beautiful, you know, Victorian terrace house while Porter said played softly in the background. And in fact it wasn't like that. I lived above the Abbey National. <laughs> <laughs> And then I lived in, in in an underground flat on Camden Road. It wasn't There's like this life glamour. at all. Wasn't There's it? your glamour for you. Yeah, that was glamour. It's across from Holloway Prison. Oh, nice. Yeah, you, someone, it was about, the front door was about 30 yards from the road, right? Yes. And I got in really late one um, Saturday night, it would be Sunday morning, Saturday night, Sunday morning. Yes. And it, it would be about 4am. I'd been to uh, Scala. Oh yeah, yeah. And I I walked this sort of twenty or thirty foot from the roadside, from from Camden Road, across from Holloway Prison, and if you know that part of town, and uh, to my door, and I had a cigarette before I went in. Yeah. Four a.m. Went in, went to sleep. Got up the next morning. I was a big smoker at the time. Got the next morning about eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock. Got my cigs. Stumbled to the door, opened it, and someone had had stumbled. I presume from the roadside gone the full 20 or 30 yards past there was a little lawn past all that and thrown up on my door I had to swill it I just thought they really wanted to do it that's no good is it and then you used to get woken up by the excuse me you used to woken up by the alarms when someone had tried to escape brilliant oh well those were happy days just like this life it was Uh, if you haven't watched this life I strongly recommend it yeah it was good wasn't it brilliant brilliant Uh, series yeah better than Brexit Definitely which better is, than Brexit. Which is, it's finally <coughs> happened, hasn't it? Who in the cast would have been Brexity? Um, I don't think any of them would be Brexity. Would they? Miles? Oh, yeah, Miles would have been Brexity. Yeah, he would Egg's have dad. Egg's dad. Oh, Egg's he was a bit dad. of a, he'd have been a bit Lexity, wouldn't he? He would be. Yeah, he was a bit of a lefty. He'd be well Lexity, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. Um, I never liked the cut of Egg's dad's jib. Well, he was, yeah, he went back to his wife in the end. Oh, I probably shouldn't give it away since they're rerunning no. it. Spoiler alert, sorry. Ferdy, he was Remain. He was definitely Remain. What about her in the cafe? That Egg, sort of, you thought oh, she was yeah. going to get, he was going yeah. to get off with her in yeah. the second series, but he never did. I think probably Remain. Do you think Remain? Yeah. Millie yeah. Remain. Definitely. Uh, yeah, Anna, like, aggressively. Anna Remain and... Abbott Cool about it, S- like us. SNP. Yes, definitely, um, definitely. In fact, probably she Anna was, is probably leader of the SNP by yeah, now in real life. Anna was easily the best character. Yes, exactly. She, um, yeah, she was. She was the best. She was character. Fleabag before Fleabag. Very much so. Yeah. In fact, I, I, I didn't come up with that myself. I need to sing. A good friend of mine wrote that in the Telegraph this week. Oh, okay. There you go. Um, what else? What else? Yeah. What, what else, else has, has been, been happening in, in this beautiful post-Brexit world? Well, we th- were promised so much, weren't we? Well, we were. The, I will read a letter from the Daily Express if that's all right. Excellent. It's always good to start the podcast with a touch of sense. It was under the headline "Capital Punishment Was More Effective Than Jail." This is it's by Ian McNicholas from Ebbervale. 
Mm-hmm. And he writes, statistics show that not just terrorists but other murderers regularly reoffend when released from jail. Older statistics show that those who were hanged for murder never reoffended. <laughs> was he having a laugh? Or? Well, <laughs> probably not. Maybe not. So there you go. <laughs> I'm <laughs> guessing that Ian McNicholas from Abu Vale might have voted. Might he might be leave? I think he might be. Yeah, leave yeah. of his senses and leave. So. Shall we discuss the events of... Um, yes, let's do it. Uh, Were you at the party? I was not at the party. No. Um, I was invited to a party of Brexiteers. <laughs> Were you really? I was invited to a, to, to a, a party of Brexiteers held by a national newspaper, which I was I was very pleased wow. to... Wow, which um, national newspaper? It was, I, I wouldn't like oh, to say. Oh, all right, all right. Well, um, the, well, but, but it was a Brexit, are, it was are, a Brexity national newspaper. I think decent, I was invited as a bit of a joke. A bit of a joke. There are decent Brexiteers. Of course there are, yeah. We just disagree with them. We just disagree That's with fine. them. That's fine, we're the, allowed to. But the thought of spending the evening in the company of people like Marc Francois, even, <laughs> even for the lols... <laughs> Uh, it oh, was, was sure proved, too, proved too much for me, and yeah. instead I chose to spend the evening uh, with a slightly flatulent spaniel, which I think was, <laughs> you chose that, which I you? think was a better yeah. thing. And what was the spaniel's flat- name? It's or Mac. is he's Mac? He's called Mac. Mac. Yeah, Mac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. He's the, my lovely partner's dog. And is he is he Scot- is he Scottish? Because my, my granddad had a dog called Mac, and he yes. was Scottish. Is is the spaniel Scottish? He's uh, well, he looks Scottish. He yeah. does. Does he wear a kill? He does. He wears a kill. <laughs> does a little, he eat ready? What is it? What is that porridge? He wears ready beans. Ready bread. Ready yeah, bread. Yeah, yeah, and drinks iron. So he's got a bare chest and a kill. He's a dog. Does he do the? What he is the thing really where they throw logs? Scottish people. Yeah, he tosses the cable. Oh, they're always doing that. Scots. Um, he's very nice. Yeah. So I spent the evening with. Um, and was he farty because of something he'd eaten, or is this an well, ongoing he's, problem? He's, he's the elderly. He's a, dog, he's a dog, isn't he? I mean, that's that's it. That's part of their stock in trade, isn't it? It's oh. part of their mo. The dog. Is it? Yeah. There's a lot of farting goes on. All right. Good. Um, my favourite thing that happened on Brexit Day yeah. was Irina Andrassi. Are you aware of her work? Uh, yeah, well, I wasn't. Croatia's ambassador to the EU. Yeah. Yeah. She, she had to chair the final meeting of envoys to the EU. Yeah, a big, a big moment at which at which um, Britain was represented. Yeah, the last and the last word that the EU would were, the last thing that the EU would would utter in the direction of the UK as a member. And she ended it. She'd done some research on the English idioms, and she <laughs> what she wanted to say was to the UK, thank you, goodbye, and good luck. But she actually said to the UK, thank you, goodbye and good riddance. <laughs> and then she said, oh, I, I, when it was pointed out, she went, oh, I thought it was a sort of a stronger version of good luck. I mean, that's brilliant. But do you know what I also like? I'm yes. told that the, um, the the people in the room yes. took it in good spirit. And they did, yes, that's right. Because yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you imagine if Farage had been in the room. He would have stomped out, what do you mean pulled this? his flag out of his ear, and started waving it in everyone's <laughs> face, <laughs> and gone straight into a waiting, <laughs> waiting to Sky News camera and say, "This is typical of the EU. Yes. They have said good riddance to us. Here is our flag." Actually, my impression of Farage is getting better. It's getting better and better. I've been working on it, and it is one of the great mistranslations of all all time. Political mistranslations. There are some good ones, though. I feel like you've got some more. I've got some. Uh, Tony Blair went to an. Anglo-French summit when Lionel Jospin was the Prime Minister <laughs> yeah. he, he w- meant to say I have a great respect for Lionel Jospin although we have different views 
What he actually said was, I have a great desire for Lionel Jospan in many different positions. <laughs> is that true? This is true. That's fantastic. When was that? Uh, I've never heard that. There was a debate in the Richard Corbett uh, uh, table with this one. There was Can you imagine the faces of the press? It must yeah. have been like, oh, huh? Exactly. <laughs> Um, that Richard Corbett, who's a, now a former MEP, wow. Labour MEP, very special relationship. There was a um, there was a debate in the EU <laughs> Parliament. It's, it's good, isn't it? Oh. Ooh la la, ooh la la. Um, <laughs> a debate in the EU Parliament. Somebody from Normandy yeah. uh, was speaking and said, you know, there is an expression um, in in uh, in in my France, about uh, la sagace normande, uh -huh. which means the sagacity, the wisdom of the people of Normandy. And um, uh, the English interpreter translated this as, we should all respect uh, Norman wisdom. <laughs> which is good. Well, we should. And my absolute favourite is when Jimmy Carter went to Poland on New Year's Day, yeah. New Year's Eve, sorry, yeah. in 1977, yeah. looking for you know, detente and a breakthrough, uh, hands across the Iron Curtain. He took a very inexperienced uh, interpreter with him, and he said, um, I, "I'm here." They said, "Why are you here?" And he said, I, "Well, I, I, I want to know about the ordinary Poles' desires for the future." Yeah. Uh, this was translated as, "I desire the Polish people carnally." <laughs> and then. He's, they said, well, what do you hope to achieve? And he said... Did he not know that he's made a mistake? Well, he said, well, what do you hope to achieve by that? And he said, well, they're, but they're behind the Iron Curtain, aren't they? They've been trained not to respond to any mistakes in case they... So... Um, and then they said, well, what are you hoping... What, what, do you, what do you want to do that no other person has done here before, American leader? And he said, I want to explore the country more fully than any other American leader has done. Damn right. And this was translated as, I am happy to go to Poland's private parts. <laughs> Steve, I'm sorry, I've lost it. <laughs> so. That's brilliant. So they were really oh good. Oh dear, that's fantastic. Of course, there's the famous JFK one, which for years everyone said, Ich bin ein Berliner, yes. I, I am a hot dog. I'm a sausage, yes, yes. But actually... I heard something on the radio the other week and someone said, no, 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 he got it absolutely oh, that's right. Not, oh, that's not right. Yeah. Because a Berliner it, was a type of Frankfurt. It was, and yeah. still is, I believe. Yeah. But actually, it was right. And the Germans weren't laughing. It was just that the Americans, bad German. I mean, it, 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 no one would have believed, no one would have thought, he's doing his own hot dog. But uh, also, the best translator ever, of course, wasn't translating something into a different language. He was translating it into sign language at Nelson Mandela's oh, yes, funeral. Oh, that's right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You just thought you'd get away with it. Incredible. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Absolutely incredible. Well, that's great. That's um, brilliant. What did you think of the Brexit Day celebrations in uh, Westminster Square and Parliament Square and elsewhere? I, I, do you know what? I just thought... I couldn't, I, I frankly couldn't watch. It felt like... It, do you know what it felt like to me? Cool. It, I'm a big... I was a teenager during Britpop, okay? Yes. And I have got... And I've got a very f a great fondness for that time. Yeah. I can see that the music wasn't pushing boundaries, don't worry. Well, even Shed 7. <laughs> and Shed Echo Belly. Seven. Echo Belly had a good album. Wow. Um, but, yes. Was but, it, where did they buy it? But <laughs> <laughs> Tower Records. Don't be mean about Echo Belly. I loved that album. Um, but 
but you know when Blur misstepped from Park Life, which is an interesting album, to The Great Escape, which actually is an interesting album, well, yeah. but they released Country House. Oh, that was a shocker, wasn't it? But the real shocker wasn't the song. It was, was the, video. the video, which was, directed I believe... Directed by Damien Hirst. Directed it? by Damien Hirst. Everyone clearly had had too many yes, drugs. It's a, it's a, the video had Joe Guest in. I wonder what she's up to now. It's a bad advert for, uh, a bad advert for cocaine. And, it, and they were running around like it was a Benny Hill sketch, and it was supposed to be achingly British and Britpop and cool, and, and yes. actually it was sexist nonsense. That's what it felt like. It felt like the uh, 12-inch version of uh, Blur's Country House video. And I know Blur are, are not that band, and they were, you right. know, they, be, they became a much better band after that and started doing much more interesting things, so I'm not blaming Blur, but that's what it felt like to me. Now, um, I know... I, and I like Damon Hurst as well. I'm not going to say which one it is, but I, I have a friend <clears> who... Um, Can you tell me off air? Who went into... I will tell you off air. Who, who briefly went into business, uh, and it was an adult inter- entertainment business. <laughs> I think I already know uh, <laughs> with, with one of the models who was featured in the Country House really? video. Really? And his idea... Yeah, uh, I think he was already working for a company that did this. Did he tell you this in the pub was that people you could phone up a uh-huh. phone up a, a, a woman and frankly there would be some sex talk. Well, I'm and, sure I'm um, not sure he invented this idea. No, he didn't invent it, no. but he did. He, he hired one of the models from that, right, that right, video. Right, naughty, naughty phone lines. You don't get them anymore. And do you? the first caller <laughs> said, um, "You know, the first question was, what are you wearing right now?'" And to which she replied, well, I'm, I'm not really dressed up because I'm quite upset because my dog's just died. <laughs> and he quickly went off. And the, the second caller, he quickly, well, he quickly hung up. Oh, no, right, this wasn't right. the sort of... Wow, I thought this is dark, This, this, this isn't the sort this of thing the I was expecting. The, the second caller shit. said, um, what, are you, what are you thinking about right now? <laughs> and to which she replied... I can't stop thinking about my dog who, who died last night. And they, they then had to send her home in a taxi. Wow. Because that... it wasn't, she wasn't really entering into the spirit of the, 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 <clears throat> the transaction. Well, I know a, um, a, a, I know a lady who, as a student, worked in one of the those telephone banks where you're supposed to talk yes. about... I don't think they exist anymore, do they? They're no, I don't think so, era. No. And uh, she said they were all sort of... Um, very middle-aged women who would sit there knitting. Yes, I would, I would imagine yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, another thing killed by the internet, but probably yeah. for the best, I would have thought. Well, uh, yeah, that. whatever. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just can't stop thinking about that model dead dog. I know, I yeah. what it was called. Well, I've got no idea. Let's not bring it up. If you're listening at home, anonymous model from the Country House video, I'm sorry to bring it up again. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um... It was an extraordinary night. I sort of viewed it again through Twitter and stuff because I mm. compared myself to watch any of it. I particularly <clears> enjoyed on Brexit Day. There's a guy called Matthew Goodwin. Yeah, he's written for the New European. He's involved. He has written for the New he's European. He wrote about um, UKIP and that he sort did. of thing. That's yeah. right. He's he's sort of with involved in Chatham House, which is a is it a think tank, Chatham yep. House? Yeah. Um, and he wrote a big blog piece, which was published on the 31st, so on the morning of, of Brexit Day, and it was called All the Lies About Leavers. Uh, and it said, they're nostalgic, they're gullible, and they're scared of diversity. All of those myths have been debunked. And then what you basically saw 
over the, the 24 hours was evidence that none of those myths had been debunked because you went to Westminster Square, they were singing World War One songs, a bloke was driving round in a in a bubble car, you Take know. Take me back to dear old blighty. So pure, which is on the start of the Queen is Dead, isn't it? Absolutely. And I wonder whether Morrissey was the person then, yeah. therefore singing that Take Me Back to Dear Old Blighty in Parliament Square. Um, so then you had nostalgia, then you had all these interviews which have gone viral with Brexiteers, yeah. where, you know, the, 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 the women who say we're going to get our laws back from Ger- German courts make up our laws yeah, at the moment. weird, weird. And the guy who said we'll be able to rebuild our infrastructure and, and the, the woman who was interviewing him said there's nothing stopping us. Yeah. And he said, well, I don't really know anything about it, to no, be fair. No. Um, I, I think... And then the guy with the, you know, I mean, we, we didn't find out what he actually thought about anything, but the guy with the two world wars and one referendum, t- misspelled... He had a T-shirt on that said two world wars and one referendum." <coughs> referendum. So you saw, so he, so we'd seen the nostalgia that Matthew Godwin had, Goodwin had said had gone. We saw the gullibility that he said didn't exist, and then obviously a thing we're here in Norwich, and this awful thing happened mm. where, and on the day of the referendum, yeah. as the man, uh, as a man from Old Leak uh, might have said. Yeah. Um, we saw this awful note pinned up to, yeah. uh, and it was pinned up to doors on all fifteen floors. Whoever did yeah. this had gone round, yeah. you know, gone round and pinned it up to doors on all fifteen floors on the, of this. That was town done block. on the Friday, I think, wasn't it? It was, it was, it was yeah, done yeah. on referendum day. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so then we saw that, and you know, it basically said, you, if you want to stay in the country, you need to speak the Queen's English. And yeah, and there was reference to Brexit on there. Well, right? it, it said it, 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 that's right, and it said you, you've been infecting our country, um, and and so you saw fear of diversity. So Pretty all, despicable. So stuff. all the things that that. What I would like to see is the the reaction from the people of Norwich, which is a very yes. um, sort of uh, progressive city, surrounded by. Yeah, it, Norwich voted to remain. By the way, the yes, rest of Heavily, the rest of yeah. Norfolk uh, didn't. But um, but the the reaction of the people of Norfolk, I thought, was re- was really spot on. Uh, yes. there was lots of uh, outpouring of absolute fury about this note and and love shown towards the the uh, ethnic minority groups that are yes. in this part of the world. So Which you know, I, I am heartened by that. There is always going to be a bad apple everywhere. Um, yes, but it, it, but people think that this is acceptable now. That is the problem. Yes, they do. Yeah, but I think the idea that, <clears> that you know racism has gone away. Oh, it, it never is, did, did it? It never did. But but Brexit. Uh, I'm not saying Brexit is a racist. I am not saying that. No, no, of course. But what not. I'm saying is that there is a fine line between patriotism and flag waving and. Racism, yes, and it is one that must never be, never ever be crossed. And uh, people who maybe are not of right mind are given, uh, are believe that Brexit gives them the opportunity to be racist thugs, and it doesn't. We've got to stamp it out. Yes, Brexiting or not. Yes, we have. We must. We must. We shall. We must. Um, Brexit, the word, has been stamped out by Boris Johnson. Yes, I believe that is true. Uh, although he denied it, but he just said he said it's over, didn't we, he? It's just, receding behind us into history. How could we try and sort of get him to say it? Because we came up with this great idea for a television show on the new European news desk 
called Effin and Jeffin. That would be good, yeah. And the host, we're aware of who the host was going to be. Yeah. I won't tell you because it would make no odds to anyone. Anyway. No. But he was called Jeff. He was called Jeff. And he yeah. would, he, you would, you would secretly film people, and someone would have to try and make them swear by doing stuff. I think it's a winner, frankly. I really do. Um, how could we secretly film Boris and get him to see a Brexit? You know? Yeah, that's right. Because yeah, I banned yeah. him when I interviewed him, if you remember, from saying get Brexit done. He yes, lasted he did. four minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now he won't. Now he would sail past that test, wouldn't he? Uh, yeah. How could we get him to do it? Could we get him to? I guess you'd have to go. So what, what noise do you make if you're cold? When you call brrr. And where is the? Yeah. Brexit. What's another word for the way out? <laughs> Brexit. It'd Put them together. Yeah. What have you got? Brexit. Ah, I got you. See through it. <laughs> Um, he didn't use the. He made a thirty-minute speech, didn't he, about free trade and Britain's new place in the world? Yeah. It was incredibly nebulous. I thought, uh-huh. even for Boris Johnson, Guido Fawkes was super critical. This is how critical. Yeah, you've got a really the right got a really are. crap. For he it. said Guido was hoping to clip the best bit, but unfortunately, there were simply too many. <laughs> You've really got to hold this government to account now. That's, that's, it's bold journalism. Bold. Um, and he said, um, yeah. And it, Did, but, will this but, wear off, though? But there's a lot of talk that the B word has been banned. Yeah. Civil servants and, and other uh, members of the cabinet have been banned from using it. The B word? Yeah. My what kids B talk word? about the B word. Not, they don't mean... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they mean bomb? I'm not, I haven't got to the, the bottom of which B word they yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah. They also talk about... Um, other other words that I can't figure out, but there right. are obviously rude words. Yeah. Um, the the it, there was quite a sweet little moment actually where I they were talking in the back of the car and they said, let's let's think of the rudest word we can. Right. And they sat there quietly for about a minute, and then the eldest twelve she is, so she definitely knows ruder words than this, but she obviously was, you know, toning it down in case daddy's ears. But yes. she went boobies. <laughs> That's good, isn't it's it? a good rude it's word. It's quite rude. That's my favourite rude word, definitely. It is quite rude. I'm a, so I'll, ble- I'll promise to bleep that out. I, found, <laughs> I once found, when my daughter was about eight or nine, <clears throat> I found a friend Jessica came around, a school friend Jessica, and I found a piece of paper um, in the bedroom afterwards, and I, said, I had to say, "What's what is this? And my daughter Eve said, we were writing down the rudest words that we could think of. Brilliant. And Jessica's were, I think, were Willie... Bum and poo, and that Eve, Eve's all begun with F. <laughs> <laughs> Straight away. <laughs> Straight away. I felt a, uh, you know, a sense of mixture of pride and shame. Willy Pooh Bum is good. Willy Pooh Bum is good, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Eve's were just. What yeah. other B words might you want to ban? Well, Boris Johnson might want to ban. If he bans all B words, he'd be Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson, yeah. Um. What's, he might want to ban uh, blagger, bed hopper, <laughs> baby. <laughs> That's going to be difficult at a pork concert. Bungler. Bungler. Betrayal. Betrayal. <laughs> Don't know. Just a few Just ideas. Just a few there. Um, He's not the only person in number 10 in, uh, that's had a, a tricky week. No, your mate. Yeah. Well, I mean... Is it your mate, or is it... I no, mean, it's not really your mate's idea, is it? Or is it his idea? I, do, I honestly do not know. Do I honestly better, do you not You better know. say who your mate is. So, I, so I should probably tell some backstory here. Yes. Um, Lee Kane, who suddenly is uh, in newspapers and things, um, is, a, is an old pal of mine. Former chicken. 
He was the Daily Mirror's chicken. Um, we uh, so if you're not up to speed with the story, there is an almighty um, row going on between the lobby journalists in Westminster and Number Ten. They wanted to move the lobby briefing, so. Um, they what is have a lobby briefing? So the the um, Prime Minister's official spokesman... Um, Who is Dominic Cummings? Uh, well, I think Lee gives lobby briefings, actually. Oh, right, OK. And I, and I think Lee does it sometimes, and I think... Um, you're not really supposed to name these people officially. No. But I think uh, James... I can't remember his name. He used to be the Poled political editor at the Mail, James. I think James he's still Lyons, around as well. Lyons, um, yes, anyway, go yeah, on. Yeah, he's still around as well. So so the so he was uh, Theresa May's, but I think he's, he's still in number 10. So they will give a briefing speaking on behalf of the Prime Minister. Yes. So the lobby, it's a huddle, basically. So you huddle around and, yes. you know, you give. And, um, and it's an anonymous briefing, isn't that's it? That's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you are a lobby journalist, if you have a lobby pass, you are allowed to go. Um, it is a bit, I mean, for a long time, other media have said it's a bit of a racket because... Um, new media have tended to be shunned. I'll be honest with you, everything that happens in Westminster is about 20 years behind everything else. Um, so, you know, there have calls, there have been calls to, to televise it every day. I, I have to say, I'm, I, I'm fairly open to that. Um, I, when I've been around in Westminster working, haven't bothered going to lobby briefings because you can follow it just as quickly on Twitter because yeah. people tweet it out immediately. So I, I don't think really you get anything from it. It's a weird little habit, yeah, and it yeah. makes the lobby feel that they've got some, ac- some good access, yes. which I'm all for. Access right. is important. They moved it to Downing Street. There was a kerfuffle about that. I couldn't really get on board with that. But then something quite worrying happened, whereby there was a briefing that was going to be on... Uh, what was what was the briefing? I can't remember what the briefing was on now. I don't know. There was, there was a worry about the HS2 briefing, and I think then it was the climate change briefing, Right. And certain journalists were turned away at the door of number ten, where the briefing was going to take place, by Lee. You know. Yes. So well, number weren't they, they asked to stand <coughs> on a special bit of carpet? Well, they, and then they were divided out. So when you go That's through right. the door in number ten, have you ever been in? No. When you go in, it opens out into into a big room, really. Like and the there Tardis. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's like black. There's black and white. If I remember rightly, so while since I've been in this sort of black and white tiled floor as you go in. Yeah. There's a security station on your right hand side. And I think the security guard was basically told to divide the two into two groups. The inner lobby, as they've been called, right. which included, seems to, seems to have included friendly journalists right. and, uh, and others. And the others were told to sling the hook. And, the, and now, as a show of solidarity, the inner lobby refused to take the briefing as well. So no one got briefed. Um, so it's it's a bit of a bad look for number ten. Lee's catching the flack for it. Mm. Now I haven't spoken to Lee directly about the ins and outs, and he wouldn't tell me because he's not that daft former journalist himself um, as to whether this is his great plan or whether it's Dominic Cummings's great plan or yes. whether it is Boris Johnson or what. It, it, it does appear to be rather Trumpian, frankly. I've got to you know, yeah, I've yeah, got to say it's that. very Trumpian, yeah. Um, and it is a concern, and I think good on the lobby for sticking together. What I would say is that perhaps the lobby need to think about how we can do those lobby briefings a little bit better and for mm. it not to be such a closed door and old old media and, you know, why shouldn't um, Weedo folks be in, in that? If he, you know, where's the line of where do you become the, the media yeah, yeah. that is allowed and isn't allowed and, and should it be televised? You know, why not? I don't know. I'm not well, sure. Why, why isn't it just not anonymous and just... 
But I, th- I think there is, I don't know what the reform should be, but I think there is perhaps room for reforms on the, on the relationship between the lobby and, and the government. I think there is, but I'm not sure the reforms are, we're only ever going to speak to the Daily Mail and the yeah, Daily yeah, Mail Sky right, News. Yeah, yeah. No, he's not the reforms no, I would, I would really. like. But the, but the funny thing and my favourite thing about this story is that in what feels like a previous life, Lee and I, and he is a friend of mine, he is a friend of mine, and he is not a flag-waving, bonkers Brexiteer, he is a thoughtful... Um, um, you know, there is theory behind the fact that he, because he was the, he went off and worked on the Leave campaign, he is a yes. Brexiteer. Um, but way back, we together ran a media training program, mm-hmm. um, and we trained, earlier on I said 800, but I think it probably wasn't that many, but certainly hundreds and hundreds of lawyers. Great. On how to appear on TV and how to give a good interview and how to, <laughs> and this training lasted for, you know, it was, I think it was half a day. And we rattled through them and we loved it. We had a great time. It was a lot of fun. And we used a video of Chloe Smith, who I know quite well. She's an MP here in Norwich. She works very hard, good constituency MP. And she was a junior Treasury Minister at the time. She was a bit of a sort of um, bright young thing. Yes. And she was sent on Newsnight. It's back in Paxman Newsnight times. And she was beasted by Paxman. She gave an awful interview. She really squirmed. She wasn't on top of the brief. But she'd been put up as a sacrificial lamb, basically. The Treasury had done some U-turn on some spending. Osborne didn't want to go on. They didn't want to put anyone super high up the tree because they knew they were going to get a roasting. So they sent poor old Chloe. And I thought it absolutely hilarious that, however many years later, it's poor old Chloe Smith that has to defend Lee Kane in the House of Commons after he... (laughs) Used after he has used the example of her getting beasted last time oh, on his media training. So a little funny aside there. Um, That's good. But I mean, ju- one he's thing also w- one. He's also won the acclaim from the the Sleaford um, mods. mods. And if my memory serves me right, you can read out the what tweet. What an embarrassing sack of. <laughs> Well, I think we know what that he is. He's bypassed Cummings in the Tory punchable charts. Yeah. Bleak as f. Yeah. This could have been written by my nine-year-old daughter. Yes. <laughs> was it? Maybe it was. It's your daughter is in she, Sleaford Is she Mons. in the Sleaford Mods? Is she Jason, I seem to is she remember, Jason Williamson? I seem to remember um, Lee actually saying to me when the Sleaford Mods sort of first arrived on the scene that he was a fan. So that might hurt more than anything, <laughs> actually. Um, but yes, I, you know, worrying things. Worrying things going on. What I will say is that the lobby used to love Lee King. They loved him. So the, uh, the relationship has gone frosty. Right. Um, and... He, uh, you know, I, 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 we are pals. He is a good guy. I think he. I think if this is coming from him, it's a wrong turn. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll happily, happily tell him that. But um, I think the other thing that we've got to be careful of. I haven't. I've been asked why I haven't written a story on this this week, and it's got absolutely nothing to do with Lee Kane. It's just that I think the general public that I would be writing this story for, and I don't include our listeners in that. I mean, the, yes. you know, the man who is not sort of politically, um, hugely politically aware or interested, which is not you, dear listener, or reader of the New European, but the average chap, um, or chap S, really just thinks this is a story about journalists talking about journalists. Mm. And I think there is a danger of us getting too worked up about yes. it as journalists. I think, I think I would say to the lobby, of which I have got a lobby pass, I would say to the lobby, keep doing what you're doing, but, you know, let's the hat clash... Is is good, but let's not go too bonkers on this. No. Let's fight for some fight, fight to get it back to where it was, and no inner lobby and all that nonsense. But be open to perhaps some reforms. I, I would be my my advice to the lobby. I'm sure they would listen. <laughs> um, 
there are other, the other big idea of the week that seems to have come from Dominic Cummings and Lee Kane and, and these people is that, that not only is there no reference to no Brexit, but you can't talk about no deal anymore. No. And, and instead, Boris Johnson has started talking about an Australian-style deal Rack off. And the best, an Australian deal, and the best thing oh, about gee, that Boris. <laughs> is that there isn't an Australian trade deal with the EU. They're, they're having negotiations at the moment. They've been negotiating yeah. with the EU for years, yeah. but the yeah. EU's trade deals take a long time to well, put Well, the problem together, is that the Australian ambassador, I'm told that this is absolutely true, the Australian ambassadors keep getting eaten by massive spiders. That's it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, or syphilitic koala well, What's your favourite Australian thing? Well, I don't know. Um, my favourite Australian thing. Uh, I'm that trying... really Brit- good British Brit- Brexit-y singer Kylie Minogue. I like. Um, I'm trying to think what my favourite Australian thing. Yes, the, the British Kylie Minogue. I really like um, the birthday party, the, the Nick Cave's first band. Oh, I suppose his first band with the boys next door. His second band. Nick Cave is. I really uh, like the birthday party. My yeah. fa- so my favourite Australian thing single is would be. You know, maybe Mr. Clarinet by the Ooh. birthday party, oh, yeah. or, or Release the Bats by the birthday party, or Junkyard album by the birthday party is particularly fine. Um, in terms of other stuff, I've never been to Australia. Me neither. I haven't got. A, I'd go to watch cricket. I haven't I, got I haven't a burning been. desire no, to I go. Um, Lots of people do. Uh, what's a great Australian film? Um, oh, um, what? Uh, what's that? There's a what's that film with in excess in? That's quite good. Uh, what dogs in space? The one about the sort of junkies in um, Melbourne, is it? Yes, that's very good. With which has got Michael Hutchinson. Yeah, that's right. There's a film called Malcolm. What's that about? <laughs> he's an inventor, and his little Renault Renault Reliant splits in two. Oh, that's right. Australian. Okay. Um, uh, what, what about uh, Queen of the Desert? Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. That was quite good. Uh, yes, um, that is good. Is Guy Pearce, is, is he English or is he American think, who went to Australia? Oh, I thought or? he was a British Australian who went to America. Cause, yeah, cause he was Australian. He was definitely, definitely Australian um, more than anything else because he was in Neighbours. He was Mike in Neighbours. I'm trying to think of great Australian films. Lantana, which has got um, Anthony Lepaglia in it, one. is a very good sort of all about outback crime drama. Uh, could we? Do we? Can we? Outback? What's Outback? What, what do I Walkabout. mean? Walkabout. Walkabout, that's that bar. With Jenny Agatha. Yeah, that's a great is film. That that's what one? I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good film. That is a great film. There are some weird scenes. You know There's some absolute scenes in that Absolute film. scenes, yes. <laughs> do you know who's out in Australia at the moment? <sighs> is it Colonel Kurtz? It's uh, not Colonel Kurtz, um, although she would put them right. It is... Uh, <laughs> <She's>, oh, no. <laughs> what's all this with the shrimp on the barbie? <laughs> Um, anyway, <laughs> she'd sort them out. Um, I, what was I going to say? Um, oh, Dominic Raab is out there at the moment. Is he? So the EU have sent out a team of crack negotiators to yeah. try and do a trade deal with, the, with, with right. Australia. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have sent out Dominic Raab. <laughs> Raab. Dominic Raab. A Raabinator. And I wonder whether he's going to come back and say, do you know, I hadn't realised how important... Australia is to the the heavily oaked Chardonnay industry that we drink over here, or I never realised that Australia produced so many daytime soap operas and you know, so <laughs> many incredible. I never realised any of this. Anyway, so the Australian 
tra- the Australian trade deal that they keep talking about does not exist. No. It's, a, it's an amazing, an absolutely amazing thing. It's like the emperor's new clothes, mm, isn't it? Mm. It's like saying you're not a you're not a virgin. You've got an Australian style girlfriend. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not barefoot, I've just got Australian sandals on. What are you talking about? It's, it's absolutely incredible. I just think they can do what they want now, can't they? And, and to be fair, for five years, they um, they probably can. Um, do you know what? I um, Those lawyers I was talking about that got media trained. Oh, yes. All Go the on. great lawyers you see on British TV doing great interviews were media trained by me. Yes. And um, But a lot of them were Australian. They were Australian. A lot of them were, yeah, because it was an Australian firm. And they had this great saying, they used to go, I stood there like a shag on a rock. I don't know why they were Michael Caine. No, what's, what's I can't there? do I can only say a few things in an Australian accent like this. Uh, rack off. And, um, yeah, you're flaming galah. Yes. So like a shag on a rock. Yeah. That's what they used to say. You're like a shag on a well, rock. Well, I do, I mean, the, 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 the slang is brilliant, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you know what a shag and a rock is? No. Well, I thought they were being like rude. Is I it like a galah, which a, is a bird, a bird isn't it? that just hangs around, yeah, yeah, like doing yeah. nothing? Yeah. Um, but those are very good. You know, there was I, I forget what it was, but there was a man. I remember there being a manhunt in the outback. Yeah. And, was it uh, Jason Falcone? It was. It was, it was somebody big... who was. Um, yeah. It, you know, somebody was being. It might have been. Um, yes, Falcone, it, might, yeah. it might actually have been that. And the, the man who. The man who dobbed him in yeah. in the Australian vernacular yeah. was interviewed, and he said, "I was driving, I was driving through the outback with my wife Noreen, and then we, <laughs> I saw him, and I said to Noreen, that's the mongrel.' <laughs> that's the mongrel. That's the mongrel. Uh, fantastic, brilliant. Um, so Australian trade deal. Good. Well, we've nothing to worry He's not homeless. About. He just lives in an Australian-style house. Yeah. <laughs> What's something? There is we don't have a we don't have a trade deal. They've, they've solved Brexit Stop. and they've solved homelessness. Stop saying it's an Australian <laughs> star trade deal. They haven't got one. It so, doesn't exist. So Boris Johnson, Lee Kane, Dominic Cummings—they've sorted Brexit. We don't need to worry about that anymore. Yeah. But we do need to worry about Labour. Is someone, some, I believe someone sorted out Labour as well. Oh yeah, well, I mean, there's eight weeks. Can you believe? I tell you what, I tell you what, I would like. No one's really talked about this as far as I can tell. But I was, I I was at an event last night, and drink was taken. Yes, good. And I got back and I watched Peston, which I haven't seen for a while, and I actually think it's better than Mar now. Yeah, it's very good. It's much better. It's It's a good good, format. And great on a Wednesday night. I think quite worked honestly. Although I did like it because. I used to, because I'm a sad, I used to text in a lot, and I used to get on the board quite a lot. You yeah. know, the board, the text board, when you yeah. tweet oh, in or whatever. So I've got to my, see my face on telly, and I love my you face. send those pictures to you. <laughs> Accidentally. Accidentally. <laughs> oh! Um, what no. are you thinking? So oh, I, haven't, I haven't been done that. I haven't, I haven't been doing that since it's been on a Wednesday night, because I don't think it's live anymore. But, but Rebecca Long-Bailey was on. Oh, yeah. Okay. And she was... I don't agree with her on pretty much anything, uh, but she was good. But... Why are we rebranding her Becky Longbailey? I don't know, but... BLB. John McDonnell always calls her Becky, Becky Longbailey, does, doesn't he? But it's, she referred to herself as Is Becky. she? She said, no, I'm just Becky. I'm just Becky from the block? Yeah. Don't be fooled by the... I, th- I, I think Peston actually did say that. Did he? he Don't did, be fooled yeah. by the rocks, yeah, by the rocks that, that I've got. got. <laughs> Brilliant. Because they asked her what class she was now and whether class was important. Yeah. And she said, well, I, I was working class and I think I probably am middle class. But I'm just Becky. I'm just Becky. Just the Becky. Party. You don't need to worry about me. I'm just Becky. Um, she is obviously standing as. She'll probably do Super Bowl half time. The leader. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah with Shakira. Yeah. Um, Richard Bergen. Yeah. 
He's standing the for man, deputy leader. The, brain. the man, the legend. Do you know an amazing thing about Richard Bergen? <clears throat> Is it that his son's a footballer or something? He's married. He's married to a woman called Elizabeth Tager. Really? No, he is. Of course, he's no. not. I'd be sure. <laughs> of course he isn't. It's, it's just a simple joke no. about his name being famous. But I've la- to, I've, I'm all laughed out after your after <laughs> your carnal translations, and now I'm I'm I weary. The polls carnally. Yeah, yeah, I'm weary. We've all, we've all been there, haven't we? Yeah. He ha- his um, what what does he, what does he classed it at uh, as Richard Bergen? Labour's Party Peace Pledge. Yes, Labour's Party Peace Pledge. <laughs> Labour's Party Party Peace. Party Peace. <laughs> His big idea is that... Richard Bergen's big idea. That's it. Uh, And his big idea is that um, if we want to go to war with somebody, we've got to take a poll of all of the members of... Not the members of Parliament. Or the general public. Or indeed the general population, (laughs) but just the members of the Labour Party. Just Labour. They can decide decide whether to put us on war footing. And given that this election campaign has taken about 12 weeks... (laughs) It's, it's going on till April. Hitler would have Hitler would have sweeped through Europe and been giving a speech at Norwich Town Hall before Bergen had even got his postal. I'm not saying out. this is badly thought through, but I think the element of surprise maybe maybe missed. It's a complete nonsense, and the man is a fool. There is absolutely you know we elect our politicians to make these decisions, and then if we don't agree with them, we don't elect them. Yeah. That's how it works. It works really well. That's right. Members of the Labour Party should not be deciding uh, peace or war. Yeah, exactly. Just, I don't like war. I, as I hate war as much as the next man. But to put it in the hands of Labour is a bad idea. Yes. A hugely bad idea. And he's an idiot. He is. Any more idiots? No. But oh, we're, so we're we'll talk about the Brexit. Oh, we've got week. tons of idiots to come. Yes. Okay. Next is Brexit of the Week. Brexiteer of the week. Welcome back, Steve. It is time to crown a Brexiteer of the week. Of the week. I went a bit David Frost then. Now we talked about this a little bit last week, but let's start with Nigel Farage. Yeah. Nicotine Stain Manfrog. Yeah, yeah. He was at the State of the Union, wasn't he? Uh, although I didn't really see him. The but, state but he was of that there. union. That's uh, how it should be said. Always, oh, look at the state of this union. Imagine if Trump oh. had come in doing Larry Grayson's voice. Do you know what? They're playing right into Trump's hand, they're ripping up the speech, and they're just. Well, I like ripping up the speech. Although it was a good. It was a, it was good He's going to get re elected, and you're not helping by doing that. I honestly think. What, so. me? <laughs> yeah, I'm you. not helping by mentioning him in. The Trump's s- second term. Be we'll on be your shoulders. To, we'll be down to me. I desire the Trump carnally, um, <laughs> as the interpreter would say. Um, we mentioned this last week, but Nigel Farage said his next stop was going. To, he was going to go around Denmark, and he was going to go around Italy, yeah. and he was going to go around Poland, yeah. because he thought that they were the next countries that would leave the EU. Yeah. And he said, uh, the way the Poles have been insulted by the EU is more than they can bear. A poll in Poland last year said that Poles believe the EU it's complicated, has got isn't a neg- <laughs> negative effect on their lives. And I've not been able to find that poll right. at all. Is it a, are we spelling poll? Because I don't know if you're speaking to a single man or if you've done a quiz which questionnaire. Which is incredible. So this po- a poll in Poland last right. year said right. that Poles P- believe... P-O-L-L in Poland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. That Poles believe the EU's got a negative P-O-L-E. effect on their lives. Yeah. I can't find this poll at all. No. What I did find was a Kansal poll that's just come out 
Uh-huh. Field work, 29th and 30th of January. Okay, so it's nice and fresh. 2020. Support for leaving Poland. Shall I have a guess? Yeah, go on. I would Percentage. It's a big one. Um, yeah. I, what, in in favour of leaving. How many people, yes, what percentage of in the favor Polish of people want to leave? Uh, oh, God, about uh, 28%. It's 6%. 6%. 6%. Wow. So good luck going over there. Uh, also, That'd I be funny. I think we should do it. I hadn't brought myself to watch this, but the Channel 4 film, The Man Who Won Brexit, did you say that with Nigel Farage? Is this the documentary? The documentary. No, but I will. Highlights... Uh, Richard Tice comes into a room and says, I'm going like to have a bad joke. I'm going to make a speech, and I, while I'm making a speech, to show how bad the EU is, I want you to handcuff me and then build prison bars around me, and then I will break out of the. the <laughs> like, and, and the, the, he actually does it. Does well, he, he waves some handcuffs, and then people put up sort of four poles, which he moves out of. But the, the, the look in I mean like it is it something. is like something out of W one and the the thick of it are absolutely remarkable. Brilliant. The other highlight or low light is um, the uh, the interviewer says well the referendum was pretty divisive wasn't it it wasn't exactly a clean campaign and Nigel Farage says well it's no show me a show me a, a election that is clean. He says um, he said the Scottish you know in the Scottish referendum they had people mobbing on the streets, trying to break people's doors down. Right. And he said, all right, there was one murder. We oh. had one murder. It, and it was very much like the old sort of... Wow. Was it, what, what joke was it? In, you know, in 1990, no one died. Yeah. 1992, no one died. 1993, someone died. In, it was, was on the day-to-day or yeah. something. Really, yeah. a really horrendous moment. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I couldn't bear myself to wa- bring myself to watch that, um, but uh, it is actually worth watching. Sarah Vine, yes, has written about her Brexit loneliness. Right. Some people like me have fallen out forever with old friends. Oh, well, don't listen. Don't do that. Don't fall out with people because they're wrong. Slurs from former friends. She's going on about having my reputation shredded. She's she talking about her husband. She says people. Yeah, she says people. Um, she used to hold a lot of dinner parties. Now she's only comfortable with two or three people uh, at one time. What? And um, she's basically. There was one particular dinner party she held, which got us into this mess. Well, exactly. My Brexit hell. And I'm just. It's just a thought. But if you're friends who you're talking about are the Prime Minister and his wife, yeah. then it's probably best yeah. not to complain really vocally in public like she did on Twitter when your husband gets slightly demoted. Yeah. And then when he gets re-promoted again, not even a year afterwards, and then the, the Camerons go, do you want to come to Chequers, you and your family, for Christmas? Yeah. Not to turn up, do all that. Say everything is right, and then about a month later, go. Actually, we're we're going against you in the referendum. It is probably so, not going to So do. maybe if you're worried about losing friends, maybe that's a um, maybe that's the thing. Now we talked about Jim Davidson Pop last week the red we? because we'd seen a, a photo, a picture of just Jim as Davidson. we were coming in on air, we saw that's this right. incredible picture. And it was of Jim, Jim Davidson, and he had a uh, he was posing with a. a a very poor uh, portrait of Nigel Who'd Farage. Who'd done that painting? That I don't know. It, was, it might have been. It wasn't Rolf Harris. That's, <laughs> oh no, that's cruel. You don't want uh, to But he was a special guest <coughs> at Nigel Farage's Brexit night party. 
Right. And do you know what he said? He said he sounded a note of conciliation. Did he? Well, I'll tell you what, he told a joke first. Shall I tell you the joke yeah, that he told? Yeah, well, I mean, careful, because I have to bleep and stuff. I am a lever, and my wife is a remainer. Right. I get up and leave the house to go to work, and she remains in bed all day. Uh-huh. It's amazing that he's been divorced four times, isn't it? And had to pay out <laughs> 60 million quid. How did he make Well, I don't think he's made 60 million quid. But that's what he, you know, that's what he says, so let's, let's choose to believe him. Anyway... He said, let's prove that we can all get together. He said, basically, let's prove we're worthy of Brexit. Yeah. Let's prove that we can all get together with the people who wanted to remain. Yeah. With the young generation. The young generation. And um, who better to win back the young generation than Jim Davidson? I agree. He's got a huge section of his current show where he goes on about how awful millennials and snowflakes are and if you look at his twitter timeline yeah yeah uh, he goes on uh jeremy kyle morons and millennials who know f all yeah dodgy millennials dodgy millennials well there's like ones who aren't quite millennials loonies lefties and millennials and he's recently started going on about how he hates to see millennials on the chase because they know nothing what's the point of going on what's the point of going on the chase you know nothing Uh, Uh, There you go. But the Brexiteer of the week is Elaine Page. Elaine Page? Elaine Page. Because she was the star turn at Tory donor John Moynihan's Brexit night party. And as the clock struck 11 but did not bong, she banged out the last verse of her 1981 hit Memory for the delectation of the crowd. Yes. Like the corners of my mind. Not that one. Not that one. Uh, and it is, of course, and it's the one from Cats, isn't it? Oh, how better to did Olympus sing that one? To usher it in, not in the terrible new film oh, Cats, no, which Rebel Wilson made a very series of very fine jokes about the Baftas. Um, She's funny. I like her. She. It was a great speech, and you know, it, it certainly not Ricky Gervais into a cocked hat, didn't mm. it? Um, and people, Mark Francoise was at this party, mm. and, and at one point, obviously, she sings, If you touch me, you'll understand what happiness is. is. That's it. And I wonder uh, whether Mark Francois felt a bit uh, strange uh, when he did that. <laughs> like when he reads his World War Two novels and sort of that, or his World War Two comics. Um, but amazing. But the thing is that in Cats, yeah. it's some memory... Which is an awful cloying song, by the way, is sung by Grizabella, yeah. and she is a mangy old decrepit cat, yeah, who used to be famous, yeah, and now she's been ostracized by all the other cats, yeah. And what I've she, never seen cats, and what she does is they don't like her because all she does is go on about the old days and how much better everything yeah. used to be, yeah. And I wonder, does that remind you of anything? Mm-hmm. Any kind of behaviour. <laughs> is Grizabella, would she have been a leaver? Grizabella, so she was totally leave, yeah. Although, although, spoiler alert, she sings Memory at the end and then they all... They make up, do they? they? Make, well, and she goes up to... to Cat Heaven. Cat Heaven, yeah. Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. 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 <laughs> she goes up to Kevin. <laughs> and uh, Elaine Page, I never realised she was a leaver before I read this and then I... Found a, a, an article, an interview that she'd written, uh, an oh. interview that she'd done with the Telegraph around the time of the referendum. Yeah. She said, "I am a lever. I refuse to let anyone dictate the shape of my bananas." Yeah. Why? When will people? People don't want to believe, do they? They don't want to believe. You are sleeping. Has the moon lost his memory? Yeah. Has Elaine Page you lost her marbles? Not want to believe. Elaine Page is the Brexiteer of the week. 
Elaine Page, um, uh, that is the first time you've even entered the list straight in at number one for the last time in your career, I would imagine. Oh, <laughs> it's very cruel to Elaine. <laughs> Congratulations, nonetheless. What should the listener do right now, well, Stephen? Well, don't bang the microphone I like didn't... you just did, because well, that makes a terrible you know I didn't, echo. It was my two, yeah, sorry. Uh, please leave us a great review on your podcatcher of choice and support our other chums in the Archant Podcast Network. If you like... Weird things. There's a podcast called Weird Norfolk. If you're a parent in London, look out for London parents. <laughs> yeah. If you're none of if those you're not things, a parent in London, look then, out for London parent. You know, there'll be a podcast on there for you. There is definitely. If you support Norwich, Ipswich, you know, London football's on there as well. London football. So if you, it, there's tons of great stuff actually, and there's there is a there is a plan for something a little bit else from uh, there is from from this from, from, from this chapel. so we'll we'll keep you informed on that of course so please leave us a lovely review reviews mean a lot they yeah, really are they important really are. it bumps us up the chart gets us more listeners it more listeners mean more advertisers and more advertisers mean that we can carry on doing this forever and ever and ever and that means that we can carry on shouting about why we should be members of the EU yes. until we finally are again yes. and that will be a great party it will be um, otherwise please join our Facebook readers group yes please do and you can follow me on Twitter at Sanglesey S-A-N-G-L-E-S-E-Y or you can follow me at Porrit P-O-R-R-I-T-T from true crime to football Brexit to folklore for more great podcasts from Archant head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archant That was the New European Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. It means the absolute world to us. If you haven't already, go out and buy the print product. It is £3. It is available in all good news agents right now. Or indeed, log on to the website www.theneweuropean.co.uk. We will be back next week. Until then, Mr Campbell, play your bagpipes. Here you go. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.